0: Hello, residents of Meeple Town. This is Dean. Johnny Winter. And today we are going to be talking about a couple games we've been playing lately. Then we're going to be highlighting Endless Winter that's on Kickstarter right now. So thanks for joining us for episode number 60.
1: All right, residents of Meeple Town, if you were here right now, you would see Dean. He's in some sand and he's dressed like a camel. <laughs> Dean, why are you dressed like a camel? Well,
0: John, because I meant to say I'm pumped about this episode. That's not what I said.
1: He said he was humped. humped he said, for I'm the humped episode. for the episode. And so Dean is a camel today. How That's about right. that? That's right. Hey, I'm Johnny Winter because it's actually cold. And this is a family. Podcast about board games. It is so. There you go. All right. So, do you think that the winter is here to stay?
0: No, it's never here to stay in Tennessee. I'm grumpy. <laughs> <laughs> it's already like it's going to be in grumpy the seventies this week. Scene. I mean, I know like we woke up it's this true. morning; it was in the thirties. I think it um, was.
1: There was frost all over my windshield, all over the ground. I love it. I yeah. love it.
0: The colder, the better. It's I say. get back
1: up. It's going to be in the seventies this week. <laughs> Last night, my son. You know, it's pretty awesome when your kids start to get older and they can help do things like mow the grass for you, especially when you've got a couple acres like I do. And my 10-year-old son out on that zero turn, he comes in last night and he literally says, I can't feel my fingers. I can't feel my toes. I can't feel nothing, Dad. I know that that's proper English, by the way. And I was like, (laughs) Did you correct him? I was like, dude, like you didn't have to finish. If you're freezing your rear end off, just wait till the next day and finish it. He was so proud of himself. And then he, he then I looked out the front yard. I'm like, oh my gosh, he jacked it up. I don't know what he was doing.
0: Did you make him go back out there? And He's going it? to, yeah. Take, back, Heck take yeah. back what you said. Look, I take back me saying that you can hold off until tomorrow. You need get to get out, out there. Get out there right now. Yep.
1: In the dark, because it was dark. Yep. And this time, I'm take off your shirt, because you're going to do that with only, yeah, so that you freeze even more. You always take That's things, what I do.
0: Like, you know, if you you know, you have this back and forth sometimes and like I'll Do take it. it a step farther, you take it a step farther. That's exactly you, right. You take it like 20 steps
1: farther. Take off your shoes. And yep, then you know like what? That. Your toes are going to be freezing. and Guess what? They should be cuz you did a terrible job in the front yard. Oh my. It's the kind of dad I am. Wow. Tell you what. Except for not at all. Okay. I'm just like, "Hey buddy, you did a good job except for you need to go back and fix it." <laughs> uh no, actually, I didn't say you did a good job. I said you did a good job on the backyard. You did a terrible job on the front yard. <laughs> I know, Dad. I'm sorry. But no, you're cool, bro. We'll just fix it. By the way, before you said I'm humped about the episode, yeah. I was going to like dress you up in winter clothes and say that you're wearing some Uggs. Remember those? Oh, yeah. Do you know that there are like men's Uggs that look just like the Uggs that the ladies wear? Is that and right? I'm going to ask you. Is what... that a new thing? No, or... no, I don't think they've been around for a long time. Would you ever wear those? You know what I'm talking about.
0: Uh-huh. Those are like the furry boots, right? Exactly right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably not.
1: I Can I tell you that I hate those on anyone? I'm not a fan of them either. Uggs stands for ugly, in yeah. my opinion. I cannot... Now, they also make shoes that aren't ugly. I mean, is
0: that your opinion or is that the actual fact? It, I don't know.
1: We need to do a poll on no, this. No, it's
0: spelled UGG, right? It
1: is. Yeah. But like
0: G L Y, they make some, no alibi. they
1: make some okay looking shoes. It's just those ones that are super popular that you kind of, the iconic, what you think of when you hear of Ugg, I just never so, understood UGG is the brand and not like the look. That's of exactly it. Is that right? right. Okay. Yeah. It's not the style, but like <clears throat> I'm looking at like, look at these Dean men's sheepskin. I mean, like
0: what's the, like, what's the pull for that? Like I wearing slippers, the comfort I would imagine, right? It's all about, comfort. no, I think it's, it's style. Okay.
1: I think it's style. I think that people like the style and they think it looks good. I mean, my wife's got a pair. I think they look hideous, and I tell her.
0: What do you think of Crocs? And then you I like say, Crocs? you know what
1: you need to do? Take your shoes off. It's thirty degrees outside, <laughs> oh, and I want goodness. you to go stand outside.
0: No, go cut the grass. Is what. No. In that cold weather. Yeah. I do would. you like Crocs, John? No. You're you're stylish. You're more stylish than I am. <laughs> Surpr- hey, the, the, let's Thanks, let the cat out of the bag. John is more stylish than I am. You like
1: Crocs? Yeah. Ugh. Is there, is there a shoe more comfortable than Crocs? I've never put one on. Are you kidding me? No, because my eyes burn when I see them because they're so ugly. Are you kidding? If I had to look down at my feet and see those things on my feet, you know what I would do? Burn them. Yeah, I would rather go barefoot, no doubt about it. Really? Yeah. Okay. I'll, but I like going barefoot.
0: Let me, all right. I don't want to get too talking about style. lost in this Croc conversation. It is, it is a board
1: game podcast.
0: But you know that there's different styles than just like that traditional,
1: like just rubber shoe thing, right? yes but i mean show me show me something that's good prove me wrong okay i actually normally i have
0: a pair of crocs that i wear are, are you frequently. talking about the
1: ones that are just like slip on like cloth shoes No.
0: oh yeah yeah like those yes. aren't so bad those canvas crocs are are fantastic
1: those are some dad shoes though aren't they back
0: in the oh absolutely like those are like those absolutely. are like but
1: they're not they're i don't think they're that ugly they're not like the the white you know New Balance that dads used to wear and get grass stains all over all the oh, time. Oh yeah, yeah. Like they're not; those were ugly. These are not ugly. They're just not the most stylish. Yeah, they, IMO,
0: I have some that that yeah, yep. They all. <laughs> okay, I'm I'm not gonna get too far into that, but I will say I've got a story. You want to hear a Croc story? Oh boy! All right.
1: Yeah. Year is. Then gonna go to the the
0: poll. The year is 2000. I don't know. Who knows? I think I was married at this time. So I'll say probably 2005, 2006, somewhere around there. I'm at the movie theater wearing my Waldies. you know what Waldies are? No. They were Crocs before Crocs existed. How do you spell so, that? Uh, I don't remember. W-A-L-D-I, maybe? I'm not sure.
1: Yep, that's right.
0: They're just, they're Crocs. Crocs did not exist. The Waldies was the thing, all right? Waldies is the first one to create the Crocs, all right? Okay. So I'm wearing these to a movie theater, and this kid looks down at me. He said, You're right.
1: They look just like Crocs.
0: Well, that's because Crocs stole the idea and they ran with it. But Waldie's like their big thing is they made them out of re- recycled tires. Okay.
1: These are the ugliest.
0: <laughs> These are the worst. It's the same as like the normal Crocs. I know they are. They're the worst. Okay. Go ahead. So I'm wearing my Waldies at the movie theater. And this kid looks down and he says, are you a doctor? <laughs> and I was like, uh, yes, I am. <laughs> Which I'm not. <clears throat> but it was interesting because he had only ever seen... On doctors. Doctors and nurses wear these because they're super comfortable and you can wear them really long. Okay,
1: so I get that. Or chefs. I, I know a lot of times uh, people that are cooks and chefs. I get that. I would, If I had one of those jobs, I would consider wearing them just for the comfort, not the style.
0: And that's where you and I are different, John. Then my eyes would burn out. Do you dress for comfort or do you dress
1: for style? Style all the way. Yeah. I, I wear skinny jeans and like I can't even move my legs sometimes whenever you, I'm Yeah, So you're not comfortable in them and you... A lot of time it depends on which ones. My mind does not wrap around that. If they're stretchy, you know how some gene material is stretchy. Yes. Then those are comfortable.
0: Those are my jams. But if
1: they're not, then like sometimes I can barely do it, the task I'm trying to accomplish. Like you say, hey, can you step over that little small thing? And I'm like, with my legs, and I'm trying to do it, and I'm like wad- waddling around. But I look really great while I'm doing it.
0: Yes. <laughs> who are, are you trying to impress? <laughs> me? Is that like mm-hmm. who who are you trying to impress?
1: It looks ridiculous and I look stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Have you
0: seen the dog picture yes. of okay.
1: <laughs> the 30 year old wearing skinny on. jeans? Yeah, it really is. It is spot
0: on. Yeah, I am not I'm a comfort guy all the way.
1: Are we really talking so about are. board games or some kind We're of We're gonna do or our poll. All right. All right, so yeah, you are though, Dean. You like your big hoodies and stuff like that.
0: Yep. I like my stretchy jeans, shorts year round, put on my Crocs.
1: All right. So yeah. <clears throat> Alright, sorry. I know you, you said poll, and I know that we could keep. We could keep going, but we're gonna do this.
0: You don't want to do a poll? We're
1: gonna do the poll, oh, okay. which has nothing to do with board games. So if you are new if you're new to our show, we you know, you can skip forward like ten to fifteen minutes because we talk about nonsense, but it's really fun. For us. For us. And I hate I think this poll is gonna be interesting to a lot of people. I actually did a little research. Didn't take very long. Google search. For the most popular Halloween candies of twenty nineteen. So before you answer this poll, I want you to guess, Dean, what you think the four most popular oh, Halloween wow. candies are. So this is going to be really hard, probably. Maybe.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. Candy
1: corn. Nope. Okay. It was the top 10. Okay. It was top 10, but it was outside the. I only, I only could do the top four because that's all Twitter will allow me to do. Kit Kat?
0: Nope. Twix? Reese's Pieces. I mean, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups.
1: Nailed it. All right, so Twix Twix is, is definitely no, and Reese's peanut butter cups is yes. Okay, so so you got Reese's, the first one, Reese's. Hmm. Um, only took you like seven guesses, but
0: Twizzlers is that on there?
1: No. What about those Neapolitan coconut candies, dude? You're missing some big dogs. <laughs> no, no one likes those. Actually, oh, some people do. I love them. It's been a, it's been a while since I had them. I may actually like them.
0: Do you remember those uh, the candies? They were like some kind of it's called peanut butter something. And it was wrapped in, like, orange wrappers or yes. black wrappers? I yeah. love those, too. Yeah. People hate those. Um, they do. Okay, that's, I'm assuming, not on the list. Nope. Bid-O-Honey? Is that... <laughs> <Do> you- <laughs> How old are you, Dean? You're going old school to our ki- to our childhood. Uh, okay. Um, uh, suckers, some kind of, like, dum-dums or something? That's a
1: good guess, but no.
0: Is any sucker on there? Nope. No. Okay. Gum? You're a sucker. Gum?
1: You're a sucker for missing questions on this gum like general Uh uh-huh no okay popcorn balls should i i'm just gonna say this because this is this (laughs) is really bad right now
0: tell me to shut it i don't appreciate that i didn't say shut it you were about to no i wasn't shut your trap is what i was was
1: gonna say the word shut came out of your mouth i didn't mean to (laughs) maybe i my wife just texted me something so maybe i was responding to her i don't know no i would never say that to my wife no
0: uh can i keep guessing
1: a couple more, Dean.
0: All right. You said no to Twizzlers, right? Yes. Or Jolly Ranchers. You can't guess the same thing again. It's not going to magically <laughs> sh- No. Candy Kings?
1: No. No, nah, I got nothing. Candy Kings. Can- okay. I, really, get-
0: I maxed out. That's why I had to go to Candy Kings because I can't think of any let other Let me canes. give you
1: the top four. Okay. Do you want me to give it to you in order? Let's do that. All right. I'll give it to you in order.
0: Wait, isn't this the poll? No, the poll No, the poll is, is what who's... people
1: like the most. Okay. So I'll give it to you in the order. Number four, Snickers I thought I said that. No. <laughs> <laughs> it was. What that's I was like thinking. the most popular candy bar in America. I
0: really was thinking that because I was thinking the. We have this pack at home that's like, it's Snickers, Twix, and. Uh, oh, it's got like um, uh, Milky Way and Baby Ruth or something like that. I don't know. Anyway. I'm not a
1: huge Milky Way fan. Yeah, me either. Dark Milky Way. Dark chocolate ones are decent. Okay, but I did get a comment here that. Um, Board Game Grand said Snickers, but Australian Snickers, not the weird U.S. Snickers. What? what That's is what I that? said. I said, now I'm curious. More nuts, better chocolate, in the U.S. nougat part is weird. Also, U.S. Milky Ways are not what Aussie Milky Ways are. So now I'm like super curious because I think those might be I don't, really good.
0: I don't know what to do with this information. I'm going to be
1: honest with you. I'm going to go order what? some. I love Snickers. Do
0: they think. I, I guess no. Like this is what Americans like. This I is don't what know. Aussie's like. But I'm really why interested. Why not make the exact same thing?
1: Uh, you know, I, I don't know. Go Can do we th-
0: petition? We want we want less nougat. Nougat. I would.
1: Okay. That's my least favorite wow. part. Wow!
0: I really am. I don't know what to do with this information.
1: This is this is big time. This is breaking. <laughs> breaking news. Wait, I don't know why you there is a use robot. The robot voice. <laughs> breaking news. <laughs> So this is, so this is what I'm thinking, Dean. All right. If you are out there and you want to not just Snickers, you want to send Meepletown a candy bar that we have in America, but it's different in another country, we will go buy the American version and on air, Dean, we're going to compare the two blind taste test
0: was the the news music for this or the
1: news the news music was for like what we had said what we had said and this let's just put them together go out at if you just if you send us uh what's our email address dean uh it's Games at gmail.com yes mepletowngames unless gmail. you have a question com.
0: for us and then it's the Mail at gmail.com. You can
1: go to either one. We don't care.
0: I care. It helps me out a lot. We'll,
1: we'll send you, just send us a message. Say you want to send us some candies and we will give you our address and you can send them our way and we will go by the American version and we will taste test it. That would be really fun. Yep. So I would love to do that. So someone, someone do that.
0: Are there more? Uh, yeah. Again, I just, I guarantee I you there's to... more. There no, can't you're just right. be one. There's got to be just... one where
1: people are like, yeah, the whatever our version is just better. I mean think of sodas and how they're di- so different in different countries and stuff like that. I'm just like so
0: ethnocentric to think that all the candy in the world revolves around what we have here and that's just oh. not the case. See, Which I understand that there's different candies around the world. I've been to different places around the world. But to think the that same there's different kind. yeah. It's like the Makes uh, sense. like the Coke machines that they have at Disney World that have all these these different Cokes from around the world. Can I share something real fast?
1: Wow, we are way off track.
0: No, this needs.
1: And you know what? A lot of this is you this time. This needs to be said. John. It's usually me. It
0: needs to be said. Are you ready for this? Yeah. Fanta. What do you think of Fanta? It's fine. All right. Now, hear me out. Or Fanta, if you're in Tennessee. Fanta, Fanta lemon is something that I had Limon. in in, <laughs> in Europe a lot. You know what we don't have in America? The best kind of Fanta, which is lemon. Mm. I, I don't understand that. Like we have garbage flavors.
1: Pineapple. There was one that my wife loved from Spain, and maybe that was it. That it's not here, and she's looked for it and can't find I it. I
0: think there's like a, I think there's a lime here, if I remember, or maybe I know that exists. I don't know if we have it here, but I think we do. But I'm like, why, why, why not? All right, you so know, what we got? it
1: happens, man. You know, uh, just by the way, if you're a liqueur drinker and you haven't had the limoncello, had that recently? That is fire. It's one of my favorite flavors. It's limoncello. No, no, it's not. <laughs> I don't like Lacroix. All right, go ahead. I know you. Go ahead. Well, here's the problem, Dean. The internet's have frozen up. No, let me go back over to. So
0: so far we've made it through one
1: piece of candy. (laughs) Oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. We're we're ways into this episode. All right. Snickers. All right. M and M's. How could you not guess M and M's? Oh, I don't know what I was thinking. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups is number two. Number one is Skittles. Yeah. Because kids love some Skittles. Have you heard of the zombie Skittles? No. Here we go again. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's a new thing this year. People are, like, cringing at this. they like, just get to the games. So my coworker
0: told me about zombie Skittles. She she had got some Skittles, uh, or somebody got Skittles for her kids and didn't know they were zombie Skittles. And they said, Mom, these taste rotten. And she would taste it. And she was like, no, they taste fine. They taste like Skittles. And they would keep eating them, and they would hit one that tasted awful. And they said, no. And she said, like, no, I taste it. It tastes fine. Apparently, it's like every so often you'll get one that tastes like... That's gross. I have like no desire flesh. to deal with that.
1: I don't know what it tastes like. I have no desire to do, mess around with that. And I eat anything.
0: Well, I do. Nasty uh, for nasty's sake. <laughs> I like those Birdie birdie Bots ever flavored beans. I think that's fun. It's good times. No, it's not. All right. Maybe for you. But Skittles, what did, I don't know why I missed all the three of those. What I'm, did
1: Meeple Town say is their favorite candy of those three? Snickers, M&M, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, Skittles.
0: Uh, I think I have the top two. I think Skittles is the last, their least favorite. So I think I'm going to go with Peanut Butter Cups.
1: For number one? Number one. Boom.
0: Nailed it. All right. That's my wife's favorite out of those. I I would say number two is M&M's.
1: No, but it was really close. Razor-thin margins. I mean Snickers. No. <laughs> 78% said Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Yeah, I can... I no, can. I'm sorry. 48%. <laughs> Oh, wow. Yeah. Reading 48% 21% said Snickers, 19% said M&M's and 12% said Skittles. Now, what is your favorite of those three? This was a really uh, tough decision for me, actually. Yeah, that's tough for me too. I'd say probably M&M's. What? Plain M&M's. I'm just not a big milk chocolate guy. Does it have to be plain? Can I make, can I choose the different kinds? Well, it says M&M's, but you I like, like plain m ms You like the peanut butter ones? uh i like all of them i like i I like the peanut m ms are my favorite me too but plain m ms are totally fine i like those a lot Mm, yeah i'm okay with them snickers and reese's peanut butter cups but i actually i usually say snickers but i I want peanut butter cups i love me a reese's peanut butter cup you're making me think now uh, reese's pieces are better than that but that wasn't on the list let's talk about some old school goodness you ever seen tommy boy (laughs) oh my gosh
0: black sheep you ever seen black sheep that's what i'm getting at yes uh chris farley on his campaign trail gets up on the stage appropriate for today Sure could go for some peanut butter cups right about now.
1: Mm-hmm. Exactly right. Today is election day in the United States of America. I don't want to talk so about that. So the next poll is, who are you voting for? <laughs> oh No, no, it is not. It will not be that. It will never be that. All right. So what game have you been playing lately, Dini? Let's well, talk about some board games.
0: How about a game I talked about a few weeks ago? Okay. I mentioned playing solo, but I hadn't played the, uh, like, with more people, and I wanted to make sure I got this played with more people. That's Forgotten Waters. Oh, you finally got that played with more people. I did, yeah. We're actually playing it again this coming up weekend.
1: So does that mean you really liked it? Oh yeah.
0: Really? This, this is my jam. I like this game. You love a lot. this game. I think I probably like the game more than the people I was playing with, potentially. Really? Um I, I they liked it. I just don't know if they loved it. Um this is a group of uh of family members. Um, my wife and her brother and his wife. Okay. And Uh, They like to play lots of different types of games. I was going to say, are
1: they generally into this type of game or not necessarily? They are. They'll play anything that we put in front of them so far, which has been really nice. They're just ready to go.
0: Yeah. We just don't get to play with them very often. So we played Forgotten Waters. Now, keep in mind, we had just played Mansions of Madness 2nd Edition with them a few weeks ago. Okay. Okay. Um, Forgotten Waters is a very similar type of game to that. Okay. Okay. So it was my birthday. My wife said, what do you want to play? She said, you want to play Halloween games on your birthday always. So what do you want to play? And I said, I want to play the Halloween game, Forgotten Waters. It's a pirate game, Halloween. So
1: Did you dress up like a pirate? No,
0: I did speak like a pirate quite a bit though. I would too. (laughs) Uh, In this game, it is um, a lot of things. So you start off and you make up a character, all right? You roll dice. It has like different character name combinations, you don't have to do this. You can just come up with a pirate name. But I rolled mine, and mine was... Uh, pirate
1: McEye patch. <laughs> oh, why didn't I use that one? That was the name that Dean came up with for our Feed the Kraken video. I should have used that one. Literally the worst name you could pretty much ever come up with. That I was horrible.
0: I'll be honest. I can't even think of what my name was now. It was like uh, something Murder Bones. Ew. Yeah. Uh, there was a Calico, Calico Jones. There was a Chicken Leg Louise and I don't remember
1: the other one. Chicken Leg, I like that name.
0: Yeah, that was that was my wife's name. Um, so then you do this Mad Lib thing, which I know you're, you're already zoning on. Dude, I'm like, out. I can't wait to play this game. Uh, you do these, you you know, it gives you, like, come up with a, you know, a way of torturing people or a, you know, a, a place or something like that. And you write those down and then, Mad Lib style. You read the story about your background character. Yeah. Then you have this mission and you're exploring, you're going on the ship and you're all kind of working together, but you're also not really working together. Okay. Um, you're trying to accomplish. I like games like that sometimes. You're trying to accomplish this miss- mission, but at the same time, you're pirates. All right. And I'm not going to go into all the details about what happens because it's, I don't want to spoil anything, but you can, the game can change every time or the game will change every time because you're drawing these tiles to de- to determine, like if I'm moving into a hex, um, I'm drawing a tile that determines what that spot is okay. and you can just randomly do it or you can scout out areas and you can figure out, okay, these are rough waters. I don't want to go that direction yeah. because something bad might happen. Um, and then once you are in that hex, then your worker placement style, picking a location to go to it. One person might need to sail. One person might need to feed the crew uh, or do lots of different things. Or okay. if you're at a location, you can do, you know, visit different places. And then uh, that's it. It's a lot of like the similarities with um, Mansions of Madness or like any other kind of RPG type of game where you're rolling dice. Um there's a lot of dice rolling, and and it's John. This is it's it's random, right? Like what yeah. happens? I'm gonna roll the dice, and I might choose a location where I'm better suited to you know I might be better suited to uh, to fight somebody than you are. You might be better suited to navigate the ship. Interesting. But when we go to that location, then you're just gonna roll the dice and then see what happens. So okay. Was, the game is fully about the story, even more so than Mansions of Madness, right? This game is more about the story. Um, it's all app driven. And I, I just really like this game. But again, it's not like uh, I, initially I said, I think you might like this game. But you don't think I will now. No, it's not that. You might like this, but you just have to be in the right mindset. You have to know, like, this is, again, you. more about the story than it is about, like, doing the actions and like using brain power okay. to do these things because it's there's gonna be a lot of random things that happen
1: so give me real quick what are the people what do you think they felt about it overall like would your wife how did your wife really want to play it again yeah yeah she did she, she did. liked it a lot yeah. the other uh, people were
0: at first i was like hey i'd like to play this again um when we meet up next week and i thought they they might say maybe we'll try something else but no they were all they all said yeah let's do this again we like this okay um but there but it is it is a little bit lengthier you can you can break the game up like you can save halfway through um a scenario and you play through different scenarios right so we're gonna try out different okay. scenarios I think overall they probably prefer mansions of madness and so do I. Okay. I. I prefer it but it's it's a different story. Like this is a pirate story as opposed to exploring a haunted house. Gotcha. Um but the gameplay mechanisms I like better in in Haunted or in Mansions of Madness, I think. But I still really enjoy this one. I think it's a lot of fun. I'm going to get a lot of use out of this one. I'll be doing a video review of this, of this at some point. But just know when I do that, I won't be able to, to go into a lot of details or show a lot of the components because I don't want to spoil anything.
1: There you go. Yep. All right. That's it. That's it, Dean. So what have I been playing lately? Yes, so you, You're to, I was, you were supposed to? No. Okay. Uh, I mean, like, I would play it. But I, I'm on it. I'm not i'm not that excited you're a euro gamer yeah you're not an amerithrasher kind of for the most part for the most part, not always but definitely i lean heavily in that direction yeah yeah so hey john what have you been playing lately that's what i was was trying to tee you up to ask me the question uh you know what i busted out an oldie but a is it a goodie um if you talk about an uva game you know that i am are you serious well i mean here's i'm not trying to yes you are no i'm not (laughs) Listen, we, we're recording two podcasts at the same time today, and I've only played two other games besides games we're talking about on our podcast. I'm going to have to talk about both of them. And other one games this, that we've been reviewing. Yeah, other and, games, and other games yeah. we. So I can't. Yeah, we've already talked about. We'll have talked about all of the ones on the podcast. Yeah. So, anyways, on this podcast or the next one. All right, Agricola. My kids wanted to play Bonanza. Oh, Bonanza. You've never played Bonanza. Now, this is an I'm UVA not. game, but it's different. Yeah. You know, and, you know, in Bonanza. I mean, it's really, really simple, actually. You're going to have to, you're going to have a hand of cards, Dean, and you have to plant the first card in your hand. You cannot alter the, the order of the cards in your hand. I've seen that. That's interesting. Which my kid, my seven-year-old was really didn't like that. He was so mad. He's like, put that out. He started like crying a little bit. I'm like, He wanted to change it up. Yeah. I was like, why? Well, he's like, I just don't think I can. <laughs> I'm like, just don't do it. That's how you don't do it. You don't do it. But the interesting thing is, is I you made him go outside and cut the grass. That's right. That wasn't that wasn't that, that was another one. All right, sorry. That was my he's he little. But you have two fields that you can plant in, three if you get a third if you pay for a third field. But when you going to plant, you have to you have to plant that that, that card in your hand, and if it doesn't match one of the other beans, the blue bean or the red bean or the chili bean, then you have to start a new field Dean. and you have to harvest one of the fields that you already have, and you have to harvest one that has more than one. So all I'm going to say is you have to, it's not complicated at all, but you have to constantly be thinking ahead. There's trading involved in this game, which I don't know, you like trading, like quick trading, don't you? Like who has this? Yeah.
0: Kind of like... it's. So what happens after you Cat- plant? it? Star. Yeah, star.
1: You flip out two cards and of those two cards, you can just take them or you can trade them off or give them to other players. You hate trading. I generally do, but this is usually, this is pretty snappy. Okay, if it's snappy, then yeah. This, is, this is pretty snappy peppy. Anyways, this is a great little game. I've been wanting to try this. There game. you go. It's ranked four forty three overall. That's really one ten family. Wow. I don't know why you haven't played this because it is a great little quick game. I mean, it's not gonna blow anybody's mind. Uh, it is Clemens Franz is one of the artists on the game. <laughs> one of the artists, but um, this but is not his
0: style, though.
1: No, I mean, no, um, it's not. But it's it, it's a it's a fun little game. Something that I will bust out semi regularly.
0: I've got a friend named Bill who who likes this game, and he's he's tried to get me to play it in the past. It just hasn't worked out. Funny yeah. enough, I've played uh, Nottingham, which is a Uva Rosenberg Nord. game. That's a Uva like older card mm-hmm. game that he did, but I never
1: played Bonanza. This is yeah. Uh, this was actually Nottingham's not one that's really well known at all. Like not a lot of people. This is '97. This is actually one of the f- few games that kind of got me into the hobby. I don't know why I forget about this game being one that got me into the hobby. Hmm. It really was. It was one that I've had. I've had this one for a really long time and really love it. Interesting. Yep. There you go. I want to talk about Endless Winter. Is it time for that? Let's do it. All right.
0: I said burr. It's cold in here.
1: Oh, my gosh. There must be some Tauros in the atmosphere. What is that quote from, John? I have no idea. <laughs> what is this quote from? It's cold in the D. Have you ever watched that YouTube video? No. Oh, that uh-huh. is an explicit, actually, song. So, uh, yep. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> it's it's some it's some folks, some just regular Joes, uh, doing a little rap song, and it is horrendous. And it's like you know the things that get so bad that it blows up like crazy. Oh yeah. It's about how cold it is in Detroit. Oh, okay. And uh, you know. I know how they're, cold it is in Detroit. But they're hard. Like, it's like Miss Cold in the D. Oh, I got gotcha. you. And gotcha. you need to check that out because your name is Dean.
0: Do you not even care what my what my cheer was from?
1: Oh, yeah. What's that? What are you talking I about? I say cheer. What, I don't know what it's from. Bring it on. Do you ever see Bring it on? Oh, my gosh. No.
0: <laughs> do you watch that stuff? No. Yes, you do. Me. Oh, my gosh. I grew up with three older sisters.
1: And I like cheerleading movies. All right. Let's I did talk watch, about... I did watch like Clueless growing up.
0: Okay. I watched Clueless about two months ago. <laughs> Also not a joke. Okay, Endless Winter is a game that has a lot going on. I'm going to encourage you, first off, to go ahead and watch our... uh, We played through a round of this on the YouTube. Shameless plug. Um, Well, mainly because I don't want to explain everything right now. Uh, I think it's easier to see how things play out because I'm going to say that this has deck building, this has worker placement, this has set collection, this has uh, area control. And just saying that through a podcast, I feel like doesn't fully give, like... Doesn't fully give you the idea of what sure. the game is about. So watch just you know the video is not too long to watch through that first round. Um, to or it doesn't have to be ours; it can be somebody else's to see how this plays out. But essentially, what you're trying to do is get points from a lot of different ways, right? You're trying mm-hmm. to get points from um, cards that you have at the end of the game. That's mm-hmm. going to give you points. You're going to get points from the um from the what are those stones called? Those uh, sacred stones sacred stones the sacred stones are going to be these um uh point modifier point uh, multipliers that you're trying to get at yeah. the end of the game um you have these uh megalithic stones that you're putting out mm-hmm. lithic is mean stone right so for me to say megalithic stone big stone stones I don't know, Dean. All right, you're going to put these megaliths out onto the board. They're going to be stacking up on top of each other, and they are going to give you points uh, based on like how high they are. You're going to get multiplying points there. Yeah. Um, the area control, you'll, uh, you can get points from that kind of from round to round. You're going to be There's putting a couple out spots. these. Yeah, you'll put these Depending camps out there. Out. Those camps can turn into villages, and whoever has, whoever controls those different areas is going to gain points throughout the game. Uh, I'm sure I'm missing another place where you're going to get points, but on your oh set collection, there we go. So, the...
1: The do you talk about the tracks? <clears throat> no, That's, um, I didn't think so. You're
0: sure. going to you're going to be hunting for animals, and you're collecting those different animal cards that are going to give you mm-hmm. points based on how many you have of the same type. There's also tracks that allow you to gain points at the end of the game for resources that you have. The farther you move up on this track, the more valuable your resources are. So at the yeah. bottom, you can trade them in four for four one. But if you move up this track towards the top, you're going to get one. one-to-one, which is really nice if you're collecting a ton of resources, yep. which are food and tools in mm-hmm. this game. And
1: the other side of the track, you're going to get—it depends on what position you end in and how many people you've sent to the grave, Dean. How you're many people have died people? in your civilization, in your empire, whatever. Yep. So, uh, yeah. That, you know what's interesting—well, let me say a couple things real quick.
0: You don't want me to tell, like, real briefly how to play the game? You're yeah, just go ahead. It. Well, All right. So— in this game, you're going to start off with cards in your hand, and you're going to play cards, okay? When you play the cards, you're going to play culture cards that give you different actions. So, like, I might play this card. I can play zero to two cards, and mm. one might, like, just give me resources. Another one like, might let me trade in something for resources or whatever. Um, after you've done that, then you're going to place one worker out onto the board, and that's going to uh, allow you to bury cards. It's going to allow you to go hunting. Yeah, You can take new cards... Several things you can do there. And then at the after you do that, everyone's going to do that. Then you're going to do it again. But the difference in this and a lot of other deck builders is you're not going to draw up to a new hand of cards until the end of the round. So you you're just going to keep playing with whatever you have in your hand, which might be nothing. But you can still do the worker placement action and gain some benefits there.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yep. That is. I think that's a good, that's good general enough. overview. This is a
0: lot. It's hard to explain everything in a decent amount of time. You
1: also do score points for the cards that you get potentially through, over the course of the game. Yeah, I don't I, think you said that. I but, did. Oh, you did. Mm-hmm. Whoops, my be. I just wish you would listen to me. I am listening. I just there's a lot that you were saying. <laughs>
0: You're just droning on and on.
1: That's right. So here's one thing, a couple things I want to make mention of as we get into this. One is, that sounds like a lot, but on BGG right now, now there's not a lot, a, a whole lot of ratings. It's weighted at a three. And I don't think that's way off. I think it's between a three and a three and a half. It doesn't feel, even though there's a decent amount of those things going on, to me, it doesn't feel like that upper three or anything like that totes agree with that yeah so that's that's what's that's an intriguing part of the game
0: now keep in mind that that weight is is voted on by people who have played this game and at this point it's just people who have review copies people who have play tested i would call it a medium
1: game a three
0: i I, i'm with you i think that's right i it's there's a lot going on but it's not a difficult game to play
1: no it's not
0: it's my sweet spot actually
1: and we can we can talk about that, but like my wife, for example, is one when it gets a little heavier, she doesn't generally like it and she had not much of a problem picking this one up. So
0: I would say it's midweight euro. Yeah. That is that's my jam. Right? Yep. That's right. it. So what do you think about the art and components? Well, the Miko did the art for this. It's great, huh? Amazing. Yeah. It's fantastic. The art is just incredible. Now, keep in mind we don't okay, here's the thing we don't usually do on the podcast, John. We don't usually give full attention to uh to kickstarter preview games that we've played right typically right. we're doing full-on reviews and just keep in mind this is not a full-on review because we don't have the finalized components some of the game might change so we from won't the, give a final fi- production we but,
1: will not give a final rating which that may disappoint some people but we will really point you in the direction of how we feel about the game that's right that's if right. you're trying to make the decision because we don't want to give it a final rating till we see a final copy of it but we Enjoyed it enough to talk about it. I'm just going to say that. Yes. We'll talk about it later. Okay,
0: sorry. One more one more caveat. Um, So this is, uh, the video that we did was a paid promotion. We were not asked to talk about this on our podcast. We're doing that's it true. because we're hype about this game. Yep, I'll we, go ahead and say that. So just keep true. that in mind if you think, okay, they're being paid to do this. We were paid to do the video, not this, but we just want to talk about Let it.
1: Let me tell you all something. All right. I'm the kind of guy, I don't care what I'm paid to do. I want to give my honest opinion no matter what. I'm going to. Sure. I don't care. Like, I I mean, if someone pays me and they don't like my opinion, then they don't have to pay me again. How about that? What if I paid you $300 to tell me that you like the way that I dress? I wouldn't do it. <laughs> I would say, give me $300. You dress, All you have to do is say it. You dress like a slouch. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. I wouldn't. He doesn't. I I'm would, just messing around.
0: would My feelings would be hurt. Yeah, I wouldn't. It I, is true. I do dress like a slouch. No, okay. No. You dress <laughs> fine.
1: You dress fine.
0: Art Components... I love the art. I, I think the, the components art. are fantastic too, but there's three, you know, they're 3d printed because prototype, um, uh, everything is really high gloss. And I know that a lot of the, looking at the Kickstarter, a lot of the tiles and things like that are going to have that linen finish, uh, which is better, right? Yeah. I don't want that really high gloss on things. It looks cool, but it's hard, you know, the glares and all of that. It's, it's not my favorite, but in the final production, it will not be like that.
1: Yeah. There you Is that what go. you're gonna say? You don't have anything else to add with that? No, I think I think it's gonna be all good for the components. I think it's gonna they're gonna be fine, and I really like the art. So it's there's all a good. lot, a lot in this box, by the way. Yeah. Like a ton of stuff, and if
0: you look on the Kickstarter page, just to see some of the things that they're doing, like they're gonna be doing screen printed, um the the little uh, megaliths. They're, those are gonna be screen printed. With the, I don't know if that's just the Kickstarter or if it's the regular edition. Check out the Kickstarter page to see what all is included in that. But there's a lot of really cool things that they're doing with the components with that.
1: Yep. Should we talk about the Kickstarter at all as we go into gameplay or wait and talk about that later on? We'll talk about that after. Okay. So let's, let's talk about gameplay. So something that we can absolutely review. Well, not give our final score, but talk about is the gameplay. What do you think about it?
0: Me? Yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, I can go first. I'll talk to myself. Hey, little John. How are you right. feeling? Bad. Why are you feeling bad, little John? What's that from? Except for I would say Tony. Oh, this is a quote from something. Mm-hmm. How you doing, little Tony? Bad. Why are you feeling bad, little Tony? Heavyweights? Yep. Is it? Yep. Oh, nailed it. All right. Nailed it. I'm feeling skinny, Tony. I love that movie. So am I.
0: All right. Um, yeah, so the gameplay I think is um, really cool. I... I I was a little nervous about some of the gameplay pieces of this one. I, I've already mentioned this a little bit, but the um, deck building is something that I really like.
1: Mm-hmm. But this
0: one, it's a little bit different because you're not drawing cards back up into your hand. And I thought, I might not like that as much because it seems like it's going to be maybe too tight, But which it is. It, it definitely tightens it up a little bit. But it worked really well in this game because some cards that you're gaining are going to go into your hand. Yeah. Some are going to go into your discard pile. And so you have to think about that. You know, I might want... The, I might not care about this card as much for it to go into my discard pile so it's not as big of a deal, but I might really want this culture card. Like, the culture cards, I think, always go into your hand, if I remember right. Um, I, I want those to go to my hand because I want to be able to use those. And what happens, because you're not always drawing up cards, taking those action spots, like on the Megalith board, for example... When you place your megalith, if it's on that lower level, you're going to get the bonus. bonus of whatever is listed on that tile that you're placing it on. So I might need to place it so that I can gain some cards. And so you have to think through that, like the hand management. in this is very, very important. Yeah. And so you want to be able to gain cards if you can. And I think that's interesting, more interesting than I thought it was going to be initially when I thought it was just like basic deck builder, draw cards. Yeah, it
1: kind of felt, and this is it's not deck building, but I think the actions kind of have a underwater cities feel in the sense of with that game, it's the same thing. You're placing a worker and you're playing a card with it. Um, now, the difference in this game, and the thing I like about this game, is you're, you have three workers. One of them is your chief and always gets one labor point. So just placing a worker does nothing. Right, Dean does That's nothing. Right. Mm-hmm. You have to play cards with them that give them labor points to be able to do so. It, well, okay, kind of. G-
0: finish what you're saying, but I'm sorry, I just spit all over you. You did. <laughs> you you can place it even if you don't have any labor points. You can place it in those, and if there's a bonus that you can get. Uh, along with that, then you can take the bonus. But At the very bottom, right, yeah, Which we'll right. talk about. That Sorry, go second. ahead. I didn't mean yeah. That so
1: right. no, no, you're right. So if you go to a spot, let's just give an example. There's culture cards that can be really valuable to build your deck with. It costs three labor points to be able to get one of those. Now, one thing that's interesting is every action in this game you can do, besides the bonus you get, which we'll talk about here in a second, an infinite amount of times. As long as you have, so if you have six labor points, you could get two culture cards right off the bat. really interesting about that. Don't you think Dean? So you'll have, you'll have a primary action that you'll do. And then there'll be a secondary action that you can do. And, and there's four worker placement spots and then there's one on your board. So in the four worker placement spots and the main board, you can do that. So you may go out hunting on one of the spots and get animals. And then the next thing that you can do is tap one of your animals, basically slaughter it for food or for tools. Um, And then it's gone. And then you can't use it for set collection, but it gives you food. And then finally, whoever goes there first gets a pretty large bonus. For example, in that hunting one, you just draw random off the top of the deck, which there's a little randomness with that. But you may get to draw a card and a tool. You know, there's some really big time bonuses. Put camps out and move camps, which is another one. And I really love the way the worker placement works in this game. Yeah, I do too. I love it's the so bonus unique. at the end. That uh-huh. It's such a big deal because you want to go do something else. You, uh, you may want to do something Dean just did, but you it pushes you towards doing something else because you really want to get that bonus. Because if you're not getting those bonuses, you'll probably lose the game. Yeah. And so that that's intriguing. And when then to go back and get the action, but if I do, what if Dean did that one again and gets the culture card that I really want? So a lot of interesting stuff with that with that element. I really like that.
0: Yeah, and it also, you know, there's only those four spots on the board, but then you have on your player board where you can place a uh, you can place your worker to be able to just pick up a card and then count towards two laborers during the eclipse phase. And we didn't talk about the eclipse yeah. phase, but the eclipse phase becomes very important because that's going to determine who the first player is for that next round which is really important that the first player in this is very important for a couple of reasons. One, you're going to get a bonus. So if yeah. I'm the first player, I can get the best bonus, which is, uh, placing a megalith out onto the board. Now you can yeah. always choose anything less than that. Like if I didn't want to do that, then I can choose to take a card. If I didn't want to take a card, then I can take, you know, take those different resources. There's different things that you can do. Um, You're not locked into that, but you have the choice as the first player to take any of those. Oftentimes, it might be the megalith, because that's also going to give you an extra bonus. But on top of that, going first in this game becomes very important because of how important those worker placement spots are. You want to have first dibs at them, and I think that's really interesting. You can take any of them, but you're not going to get that extra bonus at the end if you're not the first one to place in those spots. And I think that's really, that's pretty cool. I yeah. Like that.
1: And the eclipse thing is really intriguing because you have these cards in your hand that you can play during the eclipse, but then you don't get to use them for labor points or, you know what I mean? In the middle of the round. So you're like, but they can be really powerful. Like they can move your camp around. So, all right, let's just really briefly say there's, there's a area control area majority kind of thing. And it's a, a bunch of hexes on the map. And you're basically placing your tents, your camps down and moving them around. Whoever has the majority on certain hexes are gonna get a bonus um at the end of the round during the eclipse phase. So Dean and you're you're about you're fighting for those. I just wanted to make mention of that. You're fighting for those spots and some can be victory points. They could be meat. They could be uh, building some, uh, one of the megaliths or getting tools or different things like that. So that can be really important part of the game, but you constantly have to balance that with, do I want to go get these animals to do some set collection? I'll, I also want to make sure that I'm building on the megalith because that can give me immediate bonuses and also in-game scoring. But yeah, hey, look at these tracks over here. I don't want to ignore those potentially completely either. An interesting thing, Dean, I didn't tell you this, but I, I played this with my wife this weekend, and I got to the top almost of both tracks. Are you serious? I did, but I got less points than last time we played. Really? Okay. So I thought I thought I could maybe that could you know do really well if I did that, and it just didn't. So I I thought that was kind of cool. She, I thought that was good.
0: Was she close to you on the on that second track where you are? I
1: screeched up that, mm-hmm. and she couldn't get first, so she kind of stopped so, working. So you, on you it. just
0: forget about it. Now you you gained those points at the top.
1: I still beat her on both tracks though. Yeah, because I was on the Megalith. I was getting those like three moves up and then I had a card that allowed me to move up two. Yeah. And so like I really built an engine to move up those things, but it didn't end up scoring me as many points in the long run as I thought it would. Um, Oftentimes on that
0: second track, you don't care about being at the top of the track. You get points, a total of uh, six points if you reach the very top. Yeah. Which is good. Six points you just is, want to beat is really good, but you just want to barely beat him. I, I think for me, that's what I've, what I've noticed is I've just wanted to barely beat them so that I can spend more attention
1: on that other track. And then it costs them actions too yes. to try to fight you back uh-huh. instead of just say, Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's an interesting part, that tug of war, because you did that to me the last time we played. I tugged and warred you for a while. I spent a lot of actions and then ended up you won. And because Dean won that in a two-player game, if you bury six-plus people, you get 15 points. Second place gets six points for burying six-plus people. I've never heard tug a big of war difference.
0: used as a verb before. I tugged and warred you for a while.
1: That's exactly right. Okay. That's exactly right. Distinctify Pro- yourself. Proceed proceed. It's a distinctify. All
0: right. Now, I'm going to talk about something that I think, and John may have changed his mind on this, but one of the things that you had a hard time with was how bad I beat you at this game, but also oh, sh- <laughs> So, in this happened in the the video that we did, um I started off and this was this was random was and I did get a little move. lucky. So, I started off with the chief that allows me to um, get that extra bonus in yeah. the um uh whatever that's called moving out onto the map. Sure. Right. Yeah. So moving on those terrain tiles and which gives me an extra labor. It's not a big deal, but it gives you an extra labor. Well, two, one for the chief himself and then one for placing them into the spot where I am. Yeah. Uh, moving around on the map. I also started off with three food so and I had a lot of laborers in my hand. So a lot of things came together for me to do this. I took an action where I was able to put all of my labor force into placing and moving my camps. And when you can configure them in a triangle, essentially, then you can spend three food to build a village, which puts normally what what happens in that area. Majority is if I have uh, if I have the majority of influence in this spot on the map, then I'm going to get the bonus that's right there. Now, sometimes because it's random, some of the spaces are these glaciers and they do nothing. Right. Yeah.
1: You get no bonus there. Unless the in-game scoring... No, wait. There's not in-game scoring for that. No, there's not in-game there's scoring. There's not. You're but right.
0: some, of them, um, some of them will uh, give you, you know, food or tools or something like that. So I was able to place a village that gave me resources for three different, for three tiles, different tiles. And it was the very first action that I did. That I was hard. I was able to move those camps and then place a village, which is... That's difficult to do. Like a lot of things have to come together for that to happen. And little Johnny was bitter over there, I think.
1: I wasn't bitter, but I was kind of like, wow, that was, that's really hard to bounce back from. I feel like because in a, specifically in a two player game, the area control is pretty important because you're not going to have other people going in trying to carve what Dean just got out. It's just you. Yeah. You're the only one that can do it. So yeah, I didn't love that. Uh, but I'm fine with it now. Like I, but then we looked at it, and we I think you just got lucky on the draw. You draws. had
0: more resources than both of us at the end of that first round, right? Because you killed a, a woolly mammoth, or I'd like to say that you sent him off to pasture and then picked up some plants along the way. To-
1: <laughs> oh, my gosh. You killed a woolly mammoth and sure. ate him.
0: They gave you, maxed out your food, and then you ended up getting more tools than me. I- I'd maxed in, out everything, I think. In all of that, right. I, yeah. Did you max it all out in the first round? Maybe, yeah. Wow. Yeah, which is really difficult to do. And so you were actually in a better position than I was, other than the fact that we didn't mention this, but once you take villages off your board and once you take monoliths off of your board, you're revealing these spots that give you bonuses during your income. So once you remove that first village, then the income spot there is an extra card. So,
1: like Clans of Caledonia. So now I'm gaining
0: six cards around instead of five. Um, but you you weren't opposed to it. You you felt better no. About I'm okay.
1: It. Here's the thing that I I'm okay with it. I would because, use the term butt hurt. Maybe that was <laughs> was that. Yeah. I was talking it through. Like I'm I I like Dean and I to talk through this stuff because I want him to correct me. Like I'm not. I don't I don't get butt hurt. I'm actually like yeah. Let's figure this out. Let me make sure I'm not going to say something stupid because that never happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Usually
0: but, you talk through those things, John. You don't. Just I do. say dumb things. But here's the thing <laughs>
1: that I kept forgetting in the game. You know, even even after playing it several times, um, I, I don't f- forget the whole time. But you can spend your food for extra labor points. Yes, I was going to mention. Most that of too. the time, whenever yeah. you get higher on your track, it may not. You may have to spend multiple move back multiple times to get one food or it's something two, like that. Two
0: food for one labor. Yeah, but, so, but for the first five spots, it's, it's just one for one. one. Yeah,
1: which is really intriguing because like. That's that's what happened in that second game that we were playing where you jumped out really big. And then I realized, hold up, I could spend like four food right now because I had so many food to just move my camps around and, and not stop the damage, but at least like corral the damage. And then you had a woolly mammoth that you were able to take out. Yeah. So once you spent those labors... So playing things at the right time and everything really... Really does matter in this game.
0: Yeah. Now another thing that John, you didn't love, and I didn't love, but then Johnny Capat came back and and um, pointed something out to us. But neither one of us loved the hunting in this game.
1: Um, I'm not a generally a set collection kind of guy, and it was <clears throat> uninspired. Maybe le- okay. would be the right word. A little bit. Like it wasn't bad, but right. I wasn't super excited about Let it.
0: Let me take back what I said. I actually like the hunting itself because you spend a labor to flip a card. And then you're spending two labor to, to actually take that card into your hand. Yeah. Um, I do like that part of it because it's just like living in the Ice Age, is what I said in the video. Back when I lived in the Ice Age, when you went hunting, you didn't know what you were going to find. You might find a, a saber-toothed tiger. You might find a woolly mammoth. You might not find much at all, right? Well, you man. might not find exactly what you need, but then you have to spend more labors to find those and to collect those cards. Yeah. What we didn't like is that the similarity of those cards. When I say similarity, I mean, they're exactly the same. Yeah, there were
1: three types of cards. There's a woolly mammoth that doesn't give you set collection, but correct. Takes your food all the way up. If it you does eat, give if it you, gives you one it. point. It gives you, you one, get point one point. The exactly. There's a, um, some type of a bird. And I can't remember the name of it that when you slaughter it, it gives you two tools. So I guess you're using its beak and its bones to make tools. And, but that's a wild card if you keep that for set collection. Mm-hmm. And then everything else, like Sabertooth Tiger and the Sloths and all these things, they all work the same way. If you have one, it's worth one point. What, three? Two is worth three points. Three is worth six points. And four is worth ten points. Right. And so they work the same way, and that's where we were kind of like, I guess the uninspired slightly thing. Like I wish they would have done something else to make this, that that part of it a little bit more interesting, but which is resolved, which is is true. Yeah. yeah.
0: So Johnny Pat came and he said with the Kickstarter, and this isn't um, as far as I can tell on the Kickstarter page, this expansion is not a Kickstarter exclusive. Although there are some exclusives with this, I guess Um, the ancestors expansion with this one gives you 75 tribe cards, which is something else that John did not, not that you didn't love the tribe cards, you just wanted to see more different types I did. of tribe cards. So, I did. That's exactly uh, right. So the Ancestor expansion comes with 75 tribe cards, which is a lot. That's mm-hmm. a lot of tribe cards. Um, it comes with some extra culture cards. It comes with 15 setup cards, which is really nice. And then it comes with 28 animal cards, which is that I think this expansion is really going to shift things uh, around a lot for the for both of us. Uh, I'll go and, I love this game. I love this game a lot. I think it's a wonderful, fantastic yeah. game and I think everybody needs to go to Kickstarter to pick it up. I don't really feel that way, but I do. I really want this game and I and I'm uh, anyway, I, I'm shouting from the rooftop rooftops because I love this game so much. But the areas that I didn't love so much, I think that ancestors is really gonna change that. In a, in a better way right? getting those animal cards getting more tribe yeah. cards which i didn't care I, you know i didn't have any negative feelings towards the tribe cards um and then having more setup cards is nice too yeah uh, i think there's also we were playing limited with the uh chief cards that we had um which the chief cards that we had basically would just give you an extra bonus in one of those special, uh, you know, one of those worker placement spots, but there are going to be chief cards in this. I don't, that's not in the ancestors expansion. I think that might just be with the base game. I'll have to look that up, but the chief cards, they're going to do different things besides just benefiting you in the, um, in those worker placement spots. So I'm excited about that too. Yes. Um,
1: I'll have to find it. There's only five chief cards in the base box. Is it? I was going to ask just real quick, what do you think about—I'd like—maybe Johnny can respond—the reasoning behind having expansions in a Kickstarter. Like, why would you not—why would you call them expansions? Is it because you've already—I'm sure it's because you've already completed the game. And then as time goes on, I I know that Johnny, like, made some of the expansions, and we didn't—stupidly, Dean— we didn't mention that Stan um, Kordonsky was the one who did this game. Oh, he's right. sorry other, about that. And he's, yeah. al- he's also yeah. done some other, some other, like he's done dice hospital, old West Impisario, and Pesario uh, and um, Rurik Don of Kiev. I heard that game was really good. And that I'll, came out last year. I and check now that I really want to, it makes me want to play it even more. Um, but you understand what I'm saying? Like, and I think the the reasoning is because Stan designed the game, and then Johnny and them added modules and stuff on the end. You think it just looks better too, honestly, like marketing wise, you get this expansion and this expansion than just the game. I'm sure that's what it is.
0: You than know, just I, saying, and just
1: saying, you know what? We realized that that wasn't best with the animals, and so we fixed that, and that's just part of the base game.
0: Yeah, I wonder if it's. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure what that Johnny, is. Johnny, if
1: you're listening to this, I'm just curious and that's I'm generally just curious. You wanna hear my guess? Just curious. Yeah. You
0: wanna hear my guess? It would it's a hard sell for some people. If you're looking at the deluxe pledge for this and everything included, it's hundred and twenty. I agree with that, right? I think it's a marketing that's thing. That's a honestly. hard sell for a Euro game. Yeah. I think. Um and there are a lot of people who are gonna just say, "I want to check this out." You know, I want to see if this yeah. is something I like before I go all in on everything that this game offers. Yep. Um, but I like the idea that, like, I'm gonna take Raiders Raiders of the North Sea for example. Um, I don't. I wouldn't have picked up Raiders of the North Sea if it with everything in that box. I don't think. Um, because that for game that price. because the game would have been again over a hundred dollars for a Euro yep. game, and I I just doubt that would have been worth it.
1: And we're talking sixty dollars for like the base. Which is called the Pathfinder here, and that includes the base game plus the Ancestors expansion and the Canine uh, module. So,
0: which I think is worth it because that's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah, of that's
1: a lot. and that's and I think that that's it, that is an easier pill to swallow for sixty dollars. Going, oh, I get these expansions, even though then just sixty dollars for a game.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree with that.
1: And that's again, that's that's why I'm wondering if it's if it's mo- and I, if it's mostly marketing or if it's if there's another, other really good reasons why. I mean, I guess, I guess because it's, e- I guess, I guess, nah, I guess nah. now that I'm saying it, when you're selling at retail later on, you can sell the base cheaper and you could add those, but I'm just, it just makes me think about it. Whenever there's things like the animals that seem, do you think you're missing Glaringly out? glaringly, like things you could really fix why you wouldn't just add that into the base game. You know what I mean?
0: Okay, we say that, but I, other people will be fine with it. You're I think other right. people will be fine with it because, again, there's a decent amount going on with this game, right? Yeah. And so, adding another thing to think about with the animals, I don't think it's too much for us uh, because we're bright guys, John. But not—that's <laughs> not what I mean. But people who, you know, don't want all of—that's a good you that's know a, every that's a good single point. piece to be so different. Like Maybe taverns
1: could, of Tiefenthal where it's a yeah. little bit less, and you don't have that's that's a good point. Like it, it would be more to think about. Okay, just curious. That's interesting. I love this game.
0: <laughs> I we're, say like I really do. Quote unquote final. Yeah, I love
1: this game. Like so, we uh, have the opportunity to get because uh, it was a paid preview, paid in cash, or paid in board games, <laughs> <laughs> and we're getting paid in board games because the, uh, because it's 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 that good. So I I mean like that. Hopefully that will tell you how much Dean and I really like the game is that we would rather get a copy of the game than get paid cash money. <laughs> It's just so stinking good. And that's the truth. And this Kickstarter that will prove, hopefully, will prove that we're serious about this and we're not just saying it
0: because there's so much goodness in this box. And I mean, if you look at this Kickstarter, and, and some of this might be overwhelming. And I, you know, there are. I, I will say this: um, there are Kickstarter limited exclusives in this game that can be a turnoff for people. For example, the Canine Familiars mode, which is a free. Um, it is best I can tell. Okay, so this is free. And the best I can tell is it's Kickstarter limited, meaning that you won't be able to pick this up. Or it could just mean that it's free. I'm not quite sure about that. But people are turned off by those kind of Kickstarter. I don't like those limited things. That much. It, yeah, it could. Again, I'm not positive. I can't really fully tell if that just means it's free with the Kickstarter and something you'll be able to pick up after. It actually looks like it's something that you can pick up after. Gotcha. Um, yep. All of these, like the play mat. Now that I'm seeing it. Yeah, it looks like you can pick them up afterwards. Um, but that's still, you know, it's it's kind of a turnoff for people to feel like I'm missing out on this Kickstarter thing, and people are going to be turned off by that. I just think you can get a better deal by picking up this Kickstarter, um, and, yeah. I, and I think the components. Now there are um, some things that uh, are man, there's just some cool stuff in this. Some things that you might not care about to kickstart, like you might not care about all the, you know, the the cool these upgraded resin components. You might not care about that. Now that's not in the the regular pledge. But you might think, I might try to pick up this up in the aftermarket and, and get a better deal. You might be able to, but I feel like if you're going with the expansions, the Kickstarter is probably the way to go. And I think that that uh, Ancestors, having not seen the components in that, I think the Ancestor expansion is going to be one that a lot of people are going to feel like they, maybe not a must-have, but it'll be way up there. Something that they're really going to want to have for more var- variability in the game. Yep. Would you agree with that? Sure. All right. Sure. So, all right, that's it. Our final thoughts are that we both love it. Yeah, we do. Um, we will. I would. Imagine. My wife really
1: liked it. Good. I, good. I think she really liked it. Like, she, I was like, did you like this one? She's like, yeah, it was, it was good. It was pretty good. So, I was like, all right, so, would you rather have money or would you have board games? You know, and she's fine either way. So, there you go.
0: Unfortunately, we have to send this game back, too, and we won't get to play it for months from now. That's which- true.
1: I'm actually okay with that because it'll kind of be something exciting.
0: I'm not. I'm not done playing with it yet. I didn't get a chance to play with my wife yet because we've been playing all these Halloween games, which has been fun. But now I really want to play this with her. So anyway, we both love the game. All right. So John, since you mentioned that, we're
1: uh, gonna you know kind of point to this Kickstarter page.
0: Looks like it's doing pretty well, dude. It is
1: like so. This game has not. I mean, this is 13 days to go. There's 5100 backers, almost 400,000 U.S. dollars, and the goal was 29,000. This thing is going crazy, and it's suit. There's a reason why. It is a really good game. It's,
0: it's really good. I kind of feel, um, our excitement for this. You remember we, uh, it, I don't think you like the game as much as this, but our excitement towards Glenn Moore, uh, yeah. you know, Glenn Moore really kind of blew up on, on Kickstarter as well. Did really well. Um, this is kind of the same feels that I'm having. I don't, you know, Glenn Moore is one of our top 10 games. I'm not saying this is where this is going to land. I'm not
1: quite that high. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I don't know if I am either until we get the final production and then, you know, play with all the things we're talking about, but Still getting a lot of that hype. This is doing really well on Kickstarter.
1: Yeah, but it is a long time till this one's done. Yep. December 2021. So it's a year from now.
0: Yeah, so you got over a week.
1: So you're going to have to to back it, and then you got to
0: wait another year. Long time. Yep. Too long. All right let's get on to check it out wrapping up the episode
1: yeah and there's by the way there's three I don't know if we mentioned but there's three different things that you can buy like the Pathfinder the Shaman and the Chief and it's $60, 90 or $120 oh there we go so, yeah, yeah if you're interested in looking at that so yeah.
0: So anyway we both love it let's uh, wrap up episode number 60 John tell people how they can get in touch with
1: us alright if you are enjoying our uh, podcast we'd love for you to rate the podcast or if you don't enjoy it rate it as well I guess I'll just say that Meepletowngames.com for all of our stuff at Meeple Town Games on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and Board Game Geek thirty four oh seven. Thanks for coming
0: down to Meeple Town. All right, John, how do you think you would do in the Ice Age?
1: Well, I've, I've, I've often thought about those kind <laughs> is that of things. Right? I have, okay. Like, you ever just you know think about like if you were dropped off somewhere, can you survive and all that kind of stuff? Uh-huh. You know, my biggest problem is going to be the hunting aspect of it. Like, yeah. I think I could you know fashion a shelter. I think I could. Probably figure out a way to make a fire. But like it seems like the hunting aspect, you have to be really good if you're trying to fashion spears and stuff like that. That'd be serious. Yeah, especially with like those bows. giant animals. Yeah, bows and stuff. Because I mean obviously you know, you don't gotta you don't got a Glock in your back pocket. You might have to got like, a shotgun. follow
0: around the scavengers. You might be you might be a scavenger.
1: I'd have to like eat berries. I You'd think be that's a vegetarian it. like me. I'd be fine with that. I don't care.